In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Theology begins with hearing, or better, with the Lord speaking. When When we begin with our speaking, or our thinking, we can't possibly say for sure who God is or what he is like. We can't talk about God or talk to God with confidence unless he first speaks to us and tells us who he is. This confidence is heard in the creeds as we say back to God and confess to one another what God has told us about himself. In a few moments, we will confess together the Athanasian Creed, including these words, which faith, except everyone keeps whole and undefiled, without doubt he will perish eternally. How can we have this sort of certainty? How can we have the audacity to say, we've got God right? Such certainty comes not from our thinking and from our speaking, but only from hearing, hearing the Lord and his words. Nowhere else in your life will you find this sort of certainty, this surety. Everyone else speaks with qualifiers. They say things like probably and maybe and I think. But with the Lord, it is always is. This is my body. This is my blood of the New Testament. You are baptized. You are forgiven. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. The oneness of God is something we never would have figured out on our own. One God seems like far too few. All of Israel's neighbors, the Egyptians, the Canaanites, the Philistines, and others, they all had a variety of gods, each with their own special realm of responsibility. This makes sense. It gives you plenty of options. And if one God doesn't seem to be performing, or if you happen to offend a certain God, there's always another God to look to for help. It makes sense. But the Lord says that he is one. And one is more than just a number. One means whole, complete, perfect. Nothing to be added, nothing lacking. God is one. God has told us that he is one, and so that is what we confess. In the Nicene Creed we say, I believe in one God. In the Athanasian Creed, we say, the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, and yet there are not three gods, but one God. And we don't stop with one God, we go on to confess God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, or three. One God in three persons. Each person distinct, and yet each one the same. One God, one substance, 
three persons. The Father begets the Son, the Son is begotten of the Father, and the Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son. And yet, one God. Confused? Join Nicodemus. Nicodemus didn't know what to do with Jesus, the Son. He had seen Jesus perform signs, or at least heard the rumors, and it didn't fit with his scheme of what he thought God was like. Water changed to wine, the sick and the lame healed, the demons cast out. These seem like more God things than man things, and yet Jesus does them. Who is this Jesus? Nicodemus is in the dark, and so he comes to Jesus to be enlightened. He says, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God because no one is able to do these signs which you are doing unless God was with him. But Jesus doesn't talk about signs with Nicodemus. He says, you must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit, born from above, given new ears to hear the heavenly words which Jesus wants to speak to him. And so you have been born of the Spirit, you who have been baptized. You have been enlivened, set free from sin by the Spirit of God. You are no longer a slave, but a member of the family. With God as your father, with God the Son as your brother, and your co-heir, as St. Paul says in Romans. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and this is made known to you at Holy Baptism. The words of the Apostles' Creed are confessed so that it is sure, it is certain which God it is who makes you his own in Holy Baptism. God the Father, who created you. God the Son, who was born, crucified, and rose again for you. God the Holy Spirit, who makes you holy and brings you into the church. This is the one God who becomes your God at holy baptism. This is what the Lord says to you, what you hear at your baptism. As God saves you at holy baptism, he makes himself to be your God. The words of Moses, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, are spoken to you as well. You are the new Israel, the Israel born at Pentecost, the Israel set free from slavery, coming through the Red Sea of holy baptism. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. The Lord has saved you out of love, not out of necessity. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Your life, as one who belongs to the Lord, is a life of love. The Lord loves all of you, heart, soul, and strength. He doesn't divide you up and love just a part of you, just the heart, just the soul, just your body, but the Lord loves all of you as one whole, complete person. 
And his love doesn't stop with you, but you are to love him by loving your neighbor, by keeping the ten words, the ten commandments, as you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Heart is a Hebrew way of saying mind or thoughts. To love the Lord with all your heart means to love him with all of your thoughts, with all your thinking. All of your thoughts are now his thoughts because you have been given the mind of Christ. You think not about yourself, but about those whom Christ loves and for whom he died. You have received the Holy Spirit and so you have been given holy thoughts to think. Soul is then your breath, your spirit, your life. Your breath is what carries your words. So to love the Lord with all your soul means to love him with all your speaking. You are to love him as you teach his words to your children, as you talk about him going up and down the road as you eat your meals, as you pray your morning and evening prayer, his words are on your lips. Your words are not words that deceive, belittle, or tear down, but words that build up, words that encourage, words that bear the love of Christ. You have received the Holy Spirit, and so you have been given holy words to speak. Strength, then, is your body. All of your body is now put to work, loving the Lord. Tie his words to your hands so that all that your hands do is now guided by the Lord's ten words. Everything your hands do, writing, serving, typing, playing, washing, cooking, holding, using the remote control, all guided by the Lord's words. His words also go on your forehead or literally between your eyes so that all you see is guided by those ten words. Your eyes see what the Lord sees. You see the pain and hurt caused when his word is not kept. But you also see the joy and the delight when those words shape us and what we do. Your eyes are drawn into the Lord's service. Everything is drawn to loving him. You have received the Holy Spirit, and so you have been given holy deeds to do. All of your thoughts, your words, and your deeds belong to the Lord because all of you now belong to him. You are one whole, complete person. But you say, I have sinned against the Lord in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone, is there any hope for me? Yes, yes, you have hope, because God the Father has made you, and he loves his creation. Yes, you have hope, because God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You have been joined to Christ in holy baptism, so the Lord's works are now your works. The life of Christ is now your life. You are co-heirs with Christ and you share in his glory. Yes, you have hope because God has given you his spirit to enliven you, 
to adopt you into his family and to make you holy. You have hope because you hear. You hear the word of the Lord spoken to you week after week. You hear his words of forgiveness and holy absolution. You hear the words for you as you receive his body and blood. Every week the Lord puts you back together as one whole, complete person. And not just you, but us. We are all joined together by God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we all receive his name and holy baptism. The Lord is not just your God. The Lord is our God. God is our Father. All of us who are being led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one church. There is one God and there is one people of God. The many are drawn together as one in Christ. For there is one body with many parts and Christ is the head. There is one flock with many sheep and Christ is the chief, the good shepherd. And there is one holy temple made of living stones and Christ is the cornerstone. Jesus prayed that the church would be one as he was one with the Father, and she is. Jesus gathers us together as one into himself and draws us together so that we might love him with all our heart, soul, and strength. Together the Lord gives us the mind of Christ. Together the Lord gives us words to speak as we teach sing, pray, confess the faith together. Together the Lord leads us to act in works of mercy. God is one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are one, heart, soul, and strength. And the church is one, joined together by God's name and his holy body and blood. These things are sure, certain, trustworthy, because the Lord has spoken them to you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.